Hey everybody, this is Heather, and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. Today's episode is called The Quick Fix to Getting Everything to Go the Way You Want It to Go. (laughs) Is it possible? I think it is. Maybe not everything. Maybe that's a little embellishment, but um, certainly having things fall into place with ease is totally doable. And the best part, guys, I'm about to make this super easy. All right, here we go, and thanks for joining. So the funny part about this, maybe not so funny to most of us who've been struggling and working so hard, um, is that the answer to this as to how to make things kind of go with more ease, how to make things fall into place, like we all have those things, right, that we just, we work our butts off for. It's like, why is it never just coming together? And I think the magic was revealed a little bit to me today. Okay, so it's been revealed, revealing (laughs) for a while, but today, oh my gosh, finally it clicked. There's a difference between knowing something and applying it. And I've been fully knowledgeable about this for a long time, but hadn't really thought about putting it into play until recently. So wanting things to just fall in line, I mean, it's not as though I think there's a magic wand per se, but what if I told you that the things you've been working the hardest for, struggling the most towards, the whole reason you're not getting them is because you're trying so hard. So here's the interesting thing. You know I've like sort of, since the loss of my husband, anybody who's been listening knows, I fully dove into the law of attraction and paying attention to that more, the way I speak, um, what my energy's like, um, where my mental, you know, just, I don't know, where your mind sits most of the day. I know now, without a doubt, that this scientific law of attraction, it basically says, guys, if you're struggling and working hard to make something happen, it'll never happen. Because the only thing you're attracting is more struggle and want. So how could you ever actually achieve? I mean, I think sometimes, almost accidentally, some people manage to achieve because they're struggling and working so hard and then they attract more struggling and working hard in other areas of their life. So that other thing actually does come to fruition. But it's like, really, you know something that is a struggle and something that is hard will be coming at you. So regardless, even if you see it through to completion, it's likely that now you've gotten to completion and now the project's still gonna be a hard struggle. So yeah, maybe you finally sold that building or did whatever, but now like to maintain it's gonna be hard. You know what I mean? So it's like, do we really wanna replace the struggle with more struggle? No, no, no. (laughs) So this is the thing. I have a lot of goals because I'm constantly, I feel like throwing a million balls in the air is kind of my way these days because if I'm managing a million things, I'm not just sitting around sulking and feeling sorry for myself. It helps me. It's not a great coping mechanism. It is not one I suggest or teach or coach or any of that, but it is one that from time to time I am guilty of. I sort of drown myself in busyness because Right now, my kids and my job are kind of my everything, so I've been just fully embracing and throwing myself into those things. But in that light, like what I ended up doing was taking these, you know, oh, let's just call them for the time being a, um, like 
these job goals or, you know, career goals. Um, and in setting all these big goals and big things that I wanted to see happen, it's like work, 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 you know, worker bee mode, <laughs> fun. No, not so fun. Because what ends up happening is a lot of the times we're spending so much time and effort into the struggle bus to make it happen and work so hard and stay up so late and put in so much time that that's what's now coming towards us. It's like the universe, God is going, wow, look at this. They love working hard. I'm going to give them more work, hard work. You know, what are you literally putting all your energy into? You're putting it into the struggle. And if you're putting all your energy into the struggle, it is a cue. Keep giving me more struggle. I like putting my energy here. This is great. And so it's taken me some time to recognize this in myself that I was setting myself up for failure, more or less. But it wasn't until I sort of decided, you know what, maybe I won't try to sell these programs anymore. Maybe I won't try to bring my book to the market like right away. Maybe I'm just gonna like give, after I've completed it, spend some time with the editing, spend some time on thinking if this is how I wanna communicate the message. Every single thing that I shelved and said, you know what, instead of working so hard, I'm gonna back off. If it's meant to be, it'll come to me. Let a little ease into this situation. I've already done all the hard work of setting it up, writing the pages, doing the stuff. Like, relax for a minute with it. You know, because a lot of the times when you do sit still with something, new ideas pop up. Um, I know I was doing two books at once for a while for a reason. Because when I started to feel like my thoughts were a little stale in an area, and I wasn't sure where to go with it, when I put my focus on the other book, oftentimes the other one lit up in my brain. It was like, oh my gosh, I know exactly what I wanted to say next. And and it's a funny thing, and I know that it sounds strange from the outside, right? But what it does is it takes the push, like that hard struggle push. I'm going to get it. I'm doing it. I'm going to have done by August. Like all these dates and things and has to be's. And I let them go. And I just went, all right, we'll see what's going to come next. We'll see what all of a sudden comes to me. And when I did that, I mean, it was like, okay, I got new clients signing up, like four people this week reaching out, wanting to work with me. I've got um, my relationships with people are just doing so well because I haven't been looking at them or focusing on them too much, you know? When I started to struggle, even then, like look at relationships. And I don't even mean just like love relationships. It could be love relationships. It could be family relationships. It could be relationships with your children, friendships whatever relationships, boss. Um, as soon as I sort of said, well, I could either sit here and be frustrated with this person for not getting me what I wanted or, you know, returning the call when I needed it or getting back to me like they were supposed to or whatever. As soon as I stopped expecting anything and I just forgave it and was like, you know what? I bet they've got a lot on their lap right now. It's probably a crazy day or whatever. I literally just said, it's fine. I'm thankful that like they're even doing this or that they're in my life or that, you know, that they're going to reach out to me later and be like, you know, now that now they're going to be reaching out to me and apologizing because I know they, they know they dropped the ball a little. Whatever it was, it was like forgiveness being given and gratitude. And, and I just went on and I didn't stew. I mean, I was a stewer before. <laughs> I would sit and kind of just think on things that bothered me sometimes. And the more energy and time spent in that is drawing more of it. So usually those relationships, those things don't resolve themselves because you're perpetuating it basically by thinking about it. 
So if you can find a way to put your focus on the things that are going right and the parts of that person or that relationship or whatever it is that just still makes you feel good, you know, what part of like the fact that they're in your life makes you feel happy and you put a little focus on that, that grows. And that is fun to watch. <laughs> and it's easy. It's like, this is, okay, so I'm telling you, instead of struggle, let it be easy. And I've heard those words forever, and they were in the back of my mind. Like, yeah, I want to just do it with ease, but I can't just set it down because then nothing happens. And so it's like, how do you find that way to let life happen easily if you're not actively moving towards it, right? You got to have something like some drive, some inner, I mean, that's the way I was raised anyway. It was like, no, you have a goal. You work your butt off. You don't give a hundred percent. You give 110%. And I know I've talked about this on this podcast because I talked about my dear friend, Rick, who always said the 110, my husband, who was always about the 150. <laughs> and it was a thing like that. That was really a mental, um, like a push for me growing up because my parents were big on that. They raised us that way. And that's wonderful to always, you know, see how everybody else is doing and then just give yourself that little extra nudge. Just do a little bit more, show up a little more specially, you know, what is it that sets you aside and makes you stand out? So, um, it's a mind shift uh, for sure. Like, because I've, I've had to realize that it doesn't mean the harder I push, the better I'll do. And I mean, so some people will say, oh, well, that person's just naturally talented. Um, it could be they're less talented than you. It could be they try less and you assume, oh, well, they're having better outcomes and putting in less effort. But maybe it's just because they've found the ease. They've found the work-life balance. They found a way to do it and, and, um, and be feeling good about it, no matter how it looks. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's okay to just be a little sloppy, but get it done and get it in their hands and, and then tweak it later if you need to, but just be okay. It's all about that inner feeling. It's not just saying the words. It's not just saying, oh, I'm going to go do it messy and whatever. I'm going to get it done. No, it's literally just being like at ease with it, how it is. Like when I finish this podcast today, I'm not going back to edit. I've made my decision on that long ago. Editing is a ridiculous waste of time, if you ask me. I'm sure there are people who will disagree with that and fine-tuning things is so important to them and everybody's personality is different. But I will tell you, I used to be a detail girl. I used to be all about the making it perfect. And by taking a step back and really like the 50,000 foot overview or whatever, I've been able now to say, when I look at my work, it it actually looked more manufactured or less authentic and just actually a little less well done when I tried to make it perfect. It's like the messier version or the just got it done and put it out there and was happy with it was actually oftentimes better. And I don't know if it's because I wasn't so up in my head and trying to make what I thought other people would view as perfect because that's a perception that like who, Who's to say what someone else is going to be attracted to, you know? Um, like I could sit there forever on my website design thing and just tweak and what I, I could. Sp I used to spend days doing things like that. Now I'm like pff, circle, picture, blurb, whatever, done. You know, I get it done. And actually the simplicity of it is part of its beauty. And when I overdid and put in all these details, it was like cluttered and busy and I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about here, right? It's like, let's not overcomplicate our lives 
and then waste away so much energy and the focus on, because what you're doing while you're creating, instead of just putting the beauty down and walking away from it, you're spending all this time trying to just tweak it and make it just so. It's almost like that overdone part starts to stand out because you're focusing on what is it missing. You're looking, an editing eye literally looks at something for flaws to fix. And the problem with that editing eye is you're focusing on what's wrong. So only that will grow. So I had to just tear it down and be like, you know what? I'm going to focus on the parts of this I really love. Like, I love this color. I love the size of this. I love whatever. And it'll still pop up in your mind. Like, because as you're looking at like what you love, little things that you don't love will still sort of like pop out at you now because you're really admiring the parts you do love. And so then if there is really a flaw in the design, so to speak, you'll see it. It's, it'll show up, but you're not just stuck on it. Now look at your relationships because I know people who have been married for many years and they're in this like stale rut. Have you ever considered that maybe you're spending so much time thinking about the annoyances in the person that you're with or the little things that bug you or the things you wish they did more of or the, you know, whatever it is, the mundane stuff that you're forgetting to look at what did I love in this person? Like, what was I so attracted to before? What, you know, what parts of what they do for me do I really feel so much love for like do they prepare my lunch every day and like always make sure I'm taken care of is that loving nature something I love in my life would I miss it if it was gone you know if you start focusing on that good stuff and being like oh my goodness you might realize the list is way longer of the things that you adore in that person and just a simple nod of gratitude to your person for like hey I know I don't say it often but I love that you do this for me every day it makes me feel so special. What would that do to your heart? I'm just telling you right now, the little moments, my youngest does this all the time and I don't even think he realizes. He's just like the sweetest little thing that just runs around like sprinkling sweetness on everybody. He always points out things to me. Like if I put some time in and I'm getting ready for something, he's like, mom, you look beautiful. And it's so sweet and genuine or like, I'll make something for him. Oh, or today, this is a great example. We just got back from the library and he was like, Mom, thank you for such a wonderful day. And I'm like, oh, you're so welcome. Like, what did I do? I drove the car and then to the library. Like, I didn't do much. It was literally all morning I was doing some work stuff. Took a time out, picked them up. Um, they were playing basketball. I picked them up, brought them to the library. We picked out some books and movies and stuff. Hopped back in the car, got home. That was it. But he was like happy about it. It was fun for him and he wanted some more of it. So what's he do? He lets me know like, I really loved that. Thank you. And guess what that will do? It will absolutely make me want to do it again for him because I know with it all certainty that it made his day a little special. And, but my point to this is just this guys, that if there are good, good um, aspects of anybody, especially the relationships in your life that are kind of hurting a little, like the people you don't get along with that great, those are the ones you should actually aim the compliments at more. Not in a fake way ever. Just by looking at like, what do they offer me? You know, maybe there's somebody who absolutely looks stunning, but their personality is like, oh my goodness, why aren't they kinder? Why are they always so snippy or whatever? 
then tell how beautiful they look. Like compliment something that is a fact, you know, and if it's the other way around and it's like the person maybe doesn't take care of themselves um, and they're a little gruff, maybe like around the edges. I don't even know. Like, you know what I'm saying, though. But then there's like, um, I just lost my train of thought. What I was painting the picture of them being a mess. I'm, I'm assuming. <laughs> anyway, um, my, you get where I'm going with this. And then, but they are like really, really good at being the guy in the library who always helps you find what you're looking for or whatever. Just find that nugget. The one thing you can grab onto, you know, it's like, okay, it's, this is a little rough around the edges, but I so appreciate this. So don't like, don't focus on what's annoying. Don't, don't get your brain all caught up in that. Just be like, you're amazing at finding things. I'm so grateful you're here. Like that, like a true compliment, not just like a, Hey, thank you so much. Like, you know, no, like a true, like, thank you for this. You're great at it. Like, cause they're going to know that's right. They're going to know that's true about themselves, but it's going to make the other parts of them better. They're going to soften a little. They're going to be a little nicer in how they speak. They're going to probably like, you know, puff up their chest a little, take care of themselves better. Maybe you'd be amazed at the ripple that comes from every stone you throw. And especially these gratitude tosses, they are beyond. But, um, anyway, my, my whole point to this is that you can change the relationships in your life in a day just by letting go of where your focus wants to go, which for most people, sadly, is to criticism, is to the things that are annoyances. Like, think about it. Next time you sit down with your friend to talk, do you jump right into gossip about the things that annoy you in life? Because I know some of us, I mean, let's face it, we all like sometimes to be heard when we feel wronged or whatever, to have an ear, to just complain a little. Sometimes that feels good, but I think it's just like, misery loves company sometimes and that's not a good thing you gotta find your people to rally with who are like the ones who are always like oh it's awesome today isn't it so beautiful out or whatever it is like those are your people those are the people who are going to be like the great leaders that you want to follow and the the personalities you want rubbing off on you because I definitely find myself when I have to spend a little extra time with the ones that gripe a lot getting a little more whiny. I hate that. Oh, I hate it. And I'm trying to recognize it so that I can not weed people out, but you know, I know where to aim my positive boosting, <laughs> you know, cause I love the relationships. So like, you know, you're, you're not going to ditch your high school best friend because they complain about the traffic, the weather, and you know, the mailman, you're going to instead be like, Ah, I'm so glad you're here because I just love when you and I get the chance to just talk openly with each other it can be really honest and like it's not it's nice to have friendships like that you know these old friendships i just value them so much start there and see what comes out of their mouth next because if typically they're like oh my god it took me an hour to get here and it's like i'm exhausted and blah, 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 blah. they might instead be like yeah i agree i'm so glad we do this we should do it more why don't we start doing it twice a week instead of once and you'd just be amazed it is so amazing and easy. <laughs> Again, it's easy. So, so far I've given you a couple different strategies um, as far as how I sort of bring ease and make it simple. But uh, I want to take a quick break just because I'm already at the halfway mark. Anyway, this one's going fast because I've just got so much to say on the topic. I think I've been working way too hard when it can be so much easier. And I'll share more tips on that when I get back. Don't go anywhere. 
Okay, everybody, I have a program. It's called Loss Just Sucks, Grief Doesn't Have To. And it is a healing accelerator for those who are experiencing soul-crushing loss. And it is helping so many. And right now, all of a sudden, it is kind of blowing up, so my spots are filling fast. So I wanted to make sure I rounded back to this group because I have a soft spot in my heart for my podcast listeners. And I always want to make sure that you guys know when there are spots available and that you're aware first. So anyway, there are spots available, but not many right now. Um, because I give a high level of attention to the people inside the program. There is one-on-one support. There is group support for life. There is um, 10 weeks of an, an intensive. There's videos, workbooks, all kinds of things on every topic. So I could get, give you guys the huge list if you want it. It Topics cover everything from intimacy, lack of intimacy, um, how to help your support people help you through grief, um, what to do about the ring and the stuff, what to do about overwhelm and struggle. I mean, it's all in there and it's so good and I love it because every time someone signs up, I already know that they're going to be coming out of the other side of it in a, such a better place. So it just warms my heart as well. Anyway, if you guys want to grab the link, I will leave it in today's description. Now back to the show. Okay, so I have more evidence to support this theory of mine. If I look at my life right now, all the things that are going really well, and then all the things that I'm still struggling a bit with, ironically, not ironically, because we know this to be law, scientific law, hmm, the one area where I am really not getting results and I need results right now, actually there's probably two, um, but both same thing, I'll use this one as the example, um, just to maintain the other person's privacy but the the main one that I'm struggling with right now is I lost something and I don't know if any of you go through this but if I lose something I pretty much lose my mind simultaneously like I I start to just like retracing steps going through everything tearing everything up to try to see if I accidentally put it in some weird place, um, getting everybody around me all worked up. You got to look for this when you're on your way. I think it might be the side of the road or, you know, in the driveway. <laughs> I am like a mess right now about it. And consequently, I am still struggling with the problem. I have put all my focus on that struggle and I'm expecting it to miraculously turn up. It is ridiculous, honestly. And the things that I sort of took my focus off of for a few days to get caught up on some other things like bills, to get caught up on um, a whole different project I'm working on, and all the things I sort of not neglected, but just put in the rear view for a while, like they can do their own thing and like sort of see what happens. All of a sudden those things are on fire. They're doing great, not on fire. That's a bad example because it's not like they're blowing up. I just mean they're like, in a positive way on fire. <laughs> They're like just taking off on their own and I'm not doing a darn thing. I've already put in the work. So it's not to say I never did work to get there, but I did the work that I knew I had to do. And then I just allowed for it and I served people and I stayed positive and I helped out and I, you know, <laughs> that's it. It's nothing. But the thing that I'm still not finding, I'm like constantly looking, looking, looking guess what universe? I want to keep looking for the rest of my life. Please help me keep looking for this. <laughs> it's like, I know better, but I don't know how to calm, get the inner calm and ease 
when I so want it now. So this, I think, is where most people fail with this because it's like, no, but you don't understand. I'm up against a gun here. Like, I need to have this project done by a deadline or I lose my job. I need to have this money or I'm not going to be able to afford the house. I need to be able to do it. You know, like there's a need here. And I could make the same argument. Um, but the funny thing is, is even if like the need is for it to be accomplished by tomorrow, if you stopped pushing so hard for it to get done by tomorrow, it would get done by tomorrow, which sounds crazy. But remember back to like high school when you were writing a, a paper, right? And if you're, oh, it's t- due tomorrow. Oh my gosh. And it would, all night long. Like you could work on it all night into the night struggle. Or the few times, I don't know if you ever had this happen where you all right, let's go get a pizza. Let's go get some coffees. Let's take a break. And then you get back to it and all of a sudden you're like lit up again and so much happens so fast. That's the magic. So it's like, don't just walk away from whatever the thing is and be like, well, then whatever, it'll it'll just happen on its own. Because that that doesn't happen. Like if you just give up on the dream and just go, whatever, it's, you know, like, all right, I put in whatever work I'm going to, and I'm just going to let the universe take it over. I don't think that'll work. <laughs> uh, I think it's more like allowing and infusing that balance, you know? So our bodies are all about, and this is what this podcast is all about, guys. I like to bring the science in so you can understand how this stuff works. But our bodies work nonstop to maintain something called homeostasis, which is balance. It's like it's got to find a way to release, but not too much to have blood flow in, but also blood flow back in balance, right? Not too much of any one thing. It's like, it's all about this delicate balance. This spikes up, then that has to counter. You know, there's this ebb and flow. There are osteoclasts, osteoblasts. There's things in the bone that build bone and break down bone. Um, Like the whole body's all about that. I think life is like that too. (laughs) You know, it's like we cannot have it be all struggle, 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 push, 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 and then be like, well, I worked so hard, so this is going to be. It's not like that. It's like you've got to be able to, yes, go out and work hard and put in a good, strong effort with all of the right tools in your belt. Well, how do you get the right tools in your belt is all about the balance of having some time that like feeds your soul, time with family, a work-life balance, you know, eating good food and being in good health. It's about relaxing sometimes, even in the middle of your day. There's a reason why in some countries they have, is it called siestas? Where you like, they take a nap in the middle of the day. I mean, it's like, yeah, you want to work hard and but you want it to be passionate and you want it to be coming from a place of creativity. And if you want those things, you have to give yourself the downtime in order for those things to rise up and feel really powerful. So often when I am like stuck on a page of a book I'm writing, I hop in the shower and every time the words start flowing and I'm like, I don't have my pen right now. What the heck? But it's because 
I am at total comfort and ease in a shower. Like I am in a relaxed state right now and all of a sudden my mind just lights up with creative ideas and ways. So now when I go to bed at night, I keep my cell phone nearby. So when all of a sudden I give myself that ease and relaxation and it starts pouring out of me, I can write it down. In the shower, sometimes I'll keep a recorder nearby (laughs) so I can talk while I'm in there. And other times I just let it be. Like, enjoy the shower. And when I get out, I just flat out will say, like, all right, God, help me remember what I just had, this download. Like, help me put it all on the paper. And the parts that are meant to get there, get there. I always say thank you for that. And I'm like, I'm so appreciative for, the like, what I'm remembering right now. Thank you so much. And usually then I remember more. <laughs> right? Do you see how this works? It's like a magic little <laughs> dance. But honestly, it's wonderful because it'll give you more of what you want, which is the ease. It'll give you the breaks. It's like people that eat through their lunch break, knock it off, knock it off. (laughs) I'm serious. I will give you permission. My husband used to do that all the time. He would take his lunch to work so he could just work right through. And I mean, I'm not going to lie, guys. I still think he died from stress. It was some weird cancer. No one could explain where, why, how is this even possible? It is because his stress was through the roof. He still managed to have a great balance with home life. He was magical in that area of like making sure we were priority. But I don't think even in those moments where he's laughing or whatever, I think that underlying stress remained because he didn't get enough of the downtime to just like let it go. Go out to a lunch with a client that you enjoy or whatever. Go, you know, pick up your phone and call your mom when you're on your way to your errand you don't want to have to do. Do something to also infuse something you're looking forward to that maybe will like brighten your day a bit and infuse it into the part that you really don't like. You know, I mean, I mean, my husband used to argue with me that, not argue, but he wasn't much of an arguer, but he would counter what I said with the, well, I do go in early because it actually frees my mind a little bit to get there before everybody else when I can just answer emails and do all this. I can get so much done in the morning before everyone else arrives. And then my my body feels lighter. Like I don't have as much weighing on me all day. So I get that. And it is a balance. You'll have to figure out what works for you where you can still get everything done. But I'm just saying, like, find ways. Sometimes, like, I tell my kids this all the time. They really don't love the workout portion, or my my oldest anyway, doesn't love the workout portion of his basketball routine. So when he just sits in a room by himself, busting out a 100 push-ups, what do you think he feels like? Garbage. <laughs> he doesn't like to do it. It's a lot of work. His body's sore. You know, it's like nobody wants to do that. Why do that? If you don't like doing the 100 push-ups, put music on that you love to listen to. Put the TV on in front of you for some sports show you're watching while you're doing your push-ups. Like, you can still do things you love along with the task that you don't love and make it better, lighter, freer. You know what I mean? But the part you can't do is sit on the couch and just sit there and think about, like, oh, I got to go do my workout and I just rather be watching the news right now. I have the energy. All right. Well, I'll do it later after I'm done dinner and done the dishes. And then I'll do it if I can, if I find the time to get the bills written first. And like, could you imagine? Like, I, no way. (laughs) First off, if it's something you're kind of dreading doing, do it first. Because when you procrastinate stuff you don't like, it's really miserable. That I know. 
But also, <laughs> putting it off like it's some chore that you don't want to do is taking away from why you even want to do it in the first place. So if you're doing it because you want your body to look better, if you're doing it because you want to be a better athlete, if you're doing it because you want your, you know, jeans to fit better or to impress some person that you like, I don't know. Focus on that though. That's the thing that's the motivating factor for you. Don't sit there and think about the, you know, hardships of how hard it's going to be and how hot it is today and how much stuff you got to do first. And if I have the time, it's like, okay, Eeyore, that's fine. But let's come on now, <laughs> like get, get a skip in your step. So mix it in with something you're looking forward to. I don't love a workout routine. I love to dance. I dance nonstop. And so I'll put music on, I'll do workout moves, then I'll dance for a little bit, which also, by the way, is working out your body. So just find something you do love to do because it's way more fun. And then I'll do a few more reps of something. Then I'll go right back to whatever, you know, or I'll even mix a few of the activities I don't love to do together all at the same time. So as soon as I'm like, oh, this is getting boring, move on to the next one. And then it like, you actually start to look forward to the other one that before you despised just because it's a break and it's fun and it's like, all right, I don't have to do that anymore. I'll take a little break from that. I'll come back to it in a few. I'm going to do this. I don't know. There's strategies, guys, but the main idea, don't focus on the yuck. Like, stop. Stop looking at the parts you don't like and then, you know, wondering why it's such a miserable thing to have to do or, you know, the struggle, the push. Like, all right, today I'm going to bust out so many strategy sessions and, you know, calls, like, um, business calls and I'm going to answer this many emails and like, all right, <laughs> does that sound fun? Like you excited about it at least? Like most of the time it's like, no, but I want to get this, like the end goal is the part that I'm fired up about and I want that so bad. I'm going to push, push, push through this. It's like, see, then keep focused on that end thing that you're just dying to get. Like stay focused on the finish line and do not make your to-do list and sit there and like harp on it. I know I got to get 16 of these. I'm not done yet. I got to do more. I got to work through my lunch. Like no, just keep focusing on that's going to be amazing. And then know what your things are that you kind of have to do to get there, but let them be fun to get there. Like don't let it be a grind. The grind has to stop. It's not easy. I mean, I, I'm saying this, guys, from a recovered <laughs> pusher, self-pusher. I mean, there's still areas in my life where I do push. I feel like exercise is a great example of that because if you don't push your boundaries and start to feel the sweat and the muscles burning and twitching and, like, are you are you doing any better? Like, so I, if I did 15 yesterday, I'm going to try to do 16 today. If I did 16 today, 17 tomorrow, you know, like that's how I sort of push myself. But if it starts to feel like miserable, if I start to be like, oh, I just don't have to do those reps today. Don't focus on something different. Come up with a new fun way to work out the same muscle or, you know, I mean, this is true of anything. And in the relationship realm, like stop focusing on your person's faults and flaws. Just Throw them the kudos where it is deserved because, of course, it is somewhere. There's no way in heck that your person has lost every favorable aspect that they had when you fell in love with them. So they're, they're in there, those redeeming qualities. You just got to find them. And if they're just a fleck, compliment the fleck. And then they might be like, oh, yeah, I do kind of do that. And then all of a sudden you're going to see them doing that more because now they know you're looking for it in them. You've seen it in them. You're aware of it and you see their gifts and you cherish, cherish them. I mean, who doesn't want to feel loved and adored by their partner after 
you know, however many years you've been together. I mean, of course. So if you're falling into those ruts early on in relationships too, take some inventory on like, like go back here. What are you loving about this person? If there really is nothing, then it is time to consider the relationship. That's what I would say. I, I mean, it's, it's an odd thing. And you usually, I mean, even in people who aren't my favorite people in this world, I usually can find some redeeming qualities. You know, usually there's a few redeeming qualities everybody has. So just start there and see what happens. You know, don't be so quick to, to give up on people. Um, I think sometimes there is a little move towards that of like, all right, like I'm just looking for the next. And I, I don't know. I am a sort of old school in the love department type where I love to see people just succeeding for long periods of time together with the same person. I find that to just be, I don't know, I'm an old romantic, I guess, but I love love and I love seeing that. And I hate when I see couples that have been together so long and they're just nitpicking, uh, especially once you've lost your person. It's like, come on, don't take it for granted. Oh man, like, come on. Like, and usually the most ironic part is like, I love both of the people, you know, they're friends of ours or whatever. And it's like, I love this person. I love this person. Why are they looking at those nasty things in each other? Because both of them are beautiful people that have a lot to admire. Like just, you know what I mean? Just build up your person a little. Remind them that you still see that. Don't just like, what, really? Like giving them those looks and like, oh, come on. You know, life is too short. Don't focus on that. And not only that, when you give compliments, by the way, when you pay gratitude, when you give forgiveness, you're the one that actually gets blessed. We should know this by now. If you don't hear those words very, very big in your heart, that when you give, you receive. When you are the one to tell other people how awesome you think they are, it will come back to you probably like tenfold. So just keep doing it and it's not gonna hurt anything. I was so grateful to this woman today for helping me out with something um, that had just been like on my mind. I screwed up. I think it was like I was supposed to have given a response but I hadn't and whatever. They helped me, it was fixed, it was like, I was just so, I honestly, the gratitude was just pouring over because I was like, oh, I'm so grateful to not have to deal with it. Like, you know when you put something on the shelf that you know you have to deal with, but you're like, oh, tomorrow? Well, I did that so long with this thing that then that date came when, and I missed it. And I was like, no. So when I finally came around to it, like, I felt a little bit like tail tucked between the legs coming at him like, oh, I'm sorry. But when I came in in a place of, I apologize, and I so appreciate you and the work you do, and I'm so sorry that now because of me, this is all screwed up and whatever it is, like just really pour out, give above and beyond. And then it's amazing. Like they sounded like, they when they answered the phone, they sounded miserable, like they're having a miserable day before they knew it was me. <laughs> but, but no, they literally sounded like they had been beat down from their day. And when you're in customer service, no doubt, no doubt. And anything, like whether you're the phone company, the cable company, the whatever, it doesn't matter. I guarantee that you will have an experience within your day of somebody who's not going to give gratitude, who's going to be nasty. They've probably dealt with it, right? Like all morning. And now it's like, all right, hey, hello, well, I'm going to help you. And for me to just be this light that was like, thank you so much. You're so wonderful. And it really wasn't much that like she did for me. Like when I'm really thinking back, like, no, she just did her job. But 
I was so grateful for her doing her job and in the way that she did and making it easy for me when I had been avoiding it. All the things. And because I poured that over into her, when we hung up, she was like so sweet and I have the best day and, you know, and you could feel her energy came up. And then that made me happy again. I was like, now I've got the thing off the shelf. Now I've complimented somebody. Now I have this great energy coming back at me. And everything was just easier. And it's like, I'm done now. I am done. Because today was the day that I truly did walk away from some things. And it was like, it, guys, this is how magical it was. It was like, ding, ding, ding. My phone was just like, hey, I'm going to purchase your program. Hey, I'm going to get like the monthly program. Oh, by the way, did I, um, didn't I hear you had a podcast? You mind sending me your thing? I'd love to download it. Hey, I've got this for you. Hey, when do you want to get together? It was like all day, guys, magic. And then the more excited I got about the last thing, then something else showed up for me. I was, I didn't even have a bill in my mailbox. I opened my mailbox. There was nothing inside there today. It was just like nothing. I think I got some coupons for something like to get money off. <laughs> I was like, really? This is incredible. What a day. And it was just led by me being in a positive headspace. Yesterday, I was a bit in the grumpy, like, struggle bus, and because of it, everything kind of blew up. <laughs> Not in the good way this time, but in the worst way. And so I was, like, determined, because as last night went on, the night was going better and better and better, I was determined that today was going to be great. I started the day with total gratitude and happiness, and, you know, it just spiraled into a good day. You know, spirals can happen either way, right? We can either spiral into our, our tailspin, our tornado, or um, what did I used to call it? The Basically like a, well, I, I don't want to swear on here, but it was like a the poop magnet turning into like a, a tornado, more or less. That's what we'll call it. Um, <laughs> and then this was like the opposite and you can do the opposite too. You can have a total spiral happen because most people say when they're spiraling, it's a bad thing. You can spiral yourself right into some pretty amazing things as well. Like it can, that's that magnetic attraction. So before when I was, I used to talk in grief often about that crap magnet. And when you are that more just keeps coming at you. It's hard to dodge, right? It's everywhere. It's like you are cycling around. You're in a blender of whatever emotion is going to pop up and cycle at you. But if you start a tornado of all your own of positivity and gratitude and happiness and forgiveness and whatever, it's just like a good day of good vibrations, good things happening, staying focused on what's right, not what's wrong. You would be amazed how the stuff just starts flinging at you. And that's what was happening here. I was in the good emotional cyclone, I guess, you know, best way to put it. It was just, I can still hear my phone dinging right now. Like, um, it's just really amazing. And so I hope this helps and inspires you to find a way to do life with ease and staying focused on what's right and working well and these you know, redeeming qualities within people instead of allowing yourself to, to get stuck in the news, the bad stuff that's coming, the, the grind of it all. Uh, because I do think if what you focus on grows and, you know, the law of attraction is very much a real thing and it want, all the good stuff wants to come to you. You just got to stop putting things in the way. So hopefully it helps, guys. I hope you keep coming back. I'd love to see you again next week. Take care, guys, and thanks for supporting me on this podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Bye.